Hello, friends. This is Jen Schultz, your host of the Leader and She podcast, coming at you on a Sunday evening and sitting here thinking about hard conversations. It seems like right now we all are immersed in some hard conversations. So we are going to have a little chat about that. Grab your favorite cup of tea, put in those headphones, turn up the volume in your car, wherever you are listening. We are excited to share with you. All right, friends, it's Sunday night and I'm sitting here in my house. It's pretty quiet. All my family is not here right now, which doesn't happen very often. And I usually am not, um, yeah, not able to sit in a quiet house. So Friday was our last day with students for a school year. As many of you know, I am honored to be able to serve as an elementary school principal in a district here in Michigan. And One of the things I love to do at the end of the school year is just to take some time to reflect. And as you know, this was not your typical year. We were all in with COVID and trying to figure out how to just really do things differently. Now, I'm so proud and grateful and honored to say that our team was able to have students be fully face-to-face five days a week since the beginning of the school year. And I just, I get a little emotional thinking about it because the work and the time and the energy that the team put into making this happen for kids and to make it happen in such a positive, joyful, incredible way, I just, I got to give a shout out to my team. So thank you for that team. But the one thing I keep thinking about this year is how many times there was just some really difficult conversations that had to happen and how as leaders, why it's so important that we are willing to have those hard conversations in some ways that I've learned through trial and error (laughs) of how to help those conversations go better. So how many of you have ever worked with someone or known somebody that just doesn't want to address issues, right? They just don't want to address it. If there's a conflict, they run the other way or stick their head in the sand or pretend it doesn't happen. And we all know what goes on when that continues to happen. It erodes the trust of your team, your organization, your family unit, whatever it is that you're leading. As leaders, it's so important that we are willing to tackle those tough topics, but we can do it in a way that actually can bring your team together, that can build more trust and more collaboration, that can encourage your team to take risks and to fail forward and to be open and to be vulnerable. And if we've learned anything about leadership, we know that those are all things creating the culture and the environment for your team, your people to be in. That's what matters. And that's how we inspire and empower others to lead and to lead well. So I just want to take a minute and talk to you about how we can do that. So first and foremost, know that you can lean into the heart. I am a recovering conflict avoider. (laughs) I'm a peacemaker if you're an Enneagram person and I, I really don't like conflict. I would rather just deal with it myself and I've always kind of been that way. But I'm learning that sometimes the path to peace is to rumble with the hard stuff. So I wanna just encourage you to do that. And some great, um, 
professional development that's helped me is the work of Brene Brown. So if you have not listened to any of her podcasts or her read her books, I want to encourage you to do that because that is one of the ways um, that I've just grown personally and professionally. I want you to rethink hard conversations. One of the things that I was able to do was to flip my mindset whenever going into a difficult conversation and really looking at it as an opportunity to connect, to love, and to serve and help others. And when you flip your mindset to that, it changes the whole perspective. You don't really see it as a conflict anymore. You see it as an opportunity to grow or to learn about the person and to problem solve and collaborate together. So really just going in with that mindset of, okay, here's the issue. It's okay that there's a problem or something that needs to be tackled. How are we going to tackle it together? So here are some ways that you can do that. First and foremost, it always starts with relationships. I cannot say that enough. Relationship, relationships, relationships. So whatever you do, the more you can be proactive in building those relationships with your people, trusting your people. Um, connecting with them, pouring into them, supporting them, encouraging them. Those are always, they have to know that you're in it for the right reasons. There's been, I can't even tell you, countless hard conversations that my team and I have had to have. And they've almost always turned out fabulous because we trust each other and we work together and we all know what the common goal is. And that is what's best for kids, right? When I think of that professionally, as a family, personally, um, as a mom and leading as a mom, I know there's some other parents out there. We all know as a parent, there's hard conversations that we have to have with our kids or maybe our family members. And why do we do that? We do it because we love our people. We do it because we want a better way for our people or for ourselves. We do it because it matters. So building, again, those relationships, those trusting relationships, that can help you to set the stage to have a positive, proactive, collaborative conversation around hard things. A couple of tips that I just want to share with you is anytime you're ready to tackle a tough issue, especially if you have to talk to somebody, I want to encourage you to connect with a mentor or a fellow leader that you trust and respect. So there's been so many times this year where there's just been difficult moments that I wanted to be able to bounce it off of a trusted colleague. Now, I wasn't sharing, you know, personal information or or getting into anything that would call anybody out, but it's important for for leaders to be able to process what's happening, to be able to verbalize, say it out loud and to get some feedback from another trusted person. I again, as I'm doing shout outs, I think of I've got a team of there's a team of five elementary principals in the district that I work in. And I don't know what I would do without them. There's so many times this year that there was anything from a little situation to a really, really big situation and everything in between just being able to process with them and to brainstorm and collaborate and get some insight, some different perspective, because sometimes when you're in the trenches and you're really in it, you see things your way (laughs) and it's hard to see the other perspective. So that helps you to go into that conversation a little bit better. Another tip that I learned, if possible, um, is to just wait 24 hours. So a great soccer coach that coached my kids always told us that if we were upset after a game or we didn't like our kids playing time or the way he talked to the kids, or whatever it was, he was always open to conversations and feedback. But the best time to do that was after 24 hours, after our your emotions had calmed down, you have time to sleep on it. It's amazing how your perspective can change 24 hours later. 
And if you're still passionate about it, yes, you still need to have that conversation, but it also helps you to reframe your thinking and to be thinking with the right part of your brain to be able to articulate what your concerns are. Sometimes we can't always do that. Sometimes there's an issue that is happening right then and there and we need to speak up. We need to have that conversation right now. For me, it's if somebody else is being hurt, whether that's physically, mentally, emotionally, right? Those can be words, those can be actions, or just something that is just wrong, that is just not okay. Um, that, that is important to speak up right then and there. It doesn't mean you have to have the whole entire conversation there, but you can at least start the conversation and come back to it. Something else that can happen, I thought of this when, you know, oftentimes you're in the heat of the moment. It's okay to say, you know what? This conversation really matters to me and I really want to give it the time and attention that it deserves. Can we circle back to that and set a time to come back? Because sometimes those talks or those exchanges are not going well or maybe emotions are high and it's okay to, for all parties to take a step back and to reconvene. Um, the other thing I just want to encourage you when you go into that difficult moment, I want you to think about what is the goal? What is the outcome? So another amazing colleague of mine, Jen Orton, I'm giving you a shout out if you're listening. She used to always ask this question. If you had a magic wand, what would you do? So I think about that when I think about difficult situations that need to be addressed. I ask myself the question, if I had a magic wand, what would I want the outcome to be? How would I want it to go? And I literally, it sounds super cheesy, but I literally like think it through in my brain, visualize it, think of my, what I'm saying, what the receiving party is saying, the collaboration process. And I think about what that positive outcome is that's aligned with our goals and our team vision and our team purpose. And that helps me to go into it because most of the time the goals are often the same, right? I think about this here and all of the opinions, and, and I don't care where you are in, on this pandemic stuff, right? Like everybody has the right to their opinion. But I think of all the opinions and masks or no masks in school and virtual or not virtual. And, you know, and I could talk forever on this. But here's the thing at the end of the day, every person truly, I really believe in their heart of hearts, wants what they believe is best for their kid. Now, you might not agree, um, you might vehemently disagree. But remembering what that common goal is, what we all want what's best for kids in my situation. What is your common goal? You all you want your child to be safe or to make good choices or develop responsibility. What about your team? You want your team to collaborate more and work together. Um, you want them to be respectful. Whatever that conversation is, think about what is your goal. And the more proactive you can be in, in really setting up a team culture, that is driven by vision and goals that everybody knows, it'll help to make that a little bit easier. So friends, I want you to think about a conversation maybe that you've been avoiding or something you know you need to talk to about, but you're just not sure how. And I want you to give yourself a little pep talk about why it matters, what that positive outcome could be, how you could grow from that opportunity, how it could strengthen your relationship with that person and your partnership with that person. I think about the many, many hard conversations I have been blessed. Yep, you heard me right. 
that I've been blessed to have this year. And most of them, not all, but most of them have developed into stronger relationships where there's more respect, more collaboration, and more working together to figure out the solution to the problem. So we have a, a, a norm, I guess, for lack of a better word or expectation for when we do our staff meetings or professional development. And it is always to stay solution focused. So we can name the problem. We can name the problem. We can name what we need to fix, but we're never attacking other people or blaming, right? We can name, not blame, name, not blame. So name the problem, not blame the people, and then collaborate and focus on solutions. So my staff knows, don't come to me with a problem unless you've got a starting point or a solution or the attitude and the willingness to help me to find a solution together. So that is something, again, one of those proactive things that you can do. So going into those hard conversations, knowing that there is solution focused, that you're going to name the problem to be better, it gives you that opportunity opportunity to love on your people, to serve them, and to strengthen your relationships is pretty cool. So friends, as you go into this week, I want you to think about the times and the ways you get to lean into the hard, have those difficult situations, but doing it in a way with kindness and grace and integrity. I want to challenge you to be brave. Um, like I said, as Brene, Brene Brown says it best, we lean into those hard conversations and daring leaders are never quiet about hard things because it matters. We need to be the voice for so many and to inspire others. And when we start to speak up and do it in a way that is professional and kind and courteous, we get to inspire and teach others to do the same thing. And I think we all can agree with everything that's going on in the world right now. What we need is probably a little more kindness and compassion and working through our problems and having those hard conversations in a collaborative and kind way. So leaders, I want you to continue to show up, to be kind, to be vulnerable, to be authentic, to know this and to remember this. You are appreciated. You are loved and you matter. We have some guests coming up in the next few weeks talking about some leadership roles. So I'm really excited about that. But in the meantime, lean into the hard and know that your work is making a difference. Thanks for listening, guys, and have a great week. 